Hey everybody, and this is Gene Marks, and welcome to the Paychecks Business Series podcast. Today, I'm talking with Peggy Alford. Peggy is the Executive Vice President of Global Sales at PayPal. PayPal has just crushed it in 2020, mainly because of the rise in e-commerce sales. Um, so what is PayPal up to? What is it what, what, what is it like to get involved with PayPal? Should you use PayPal for your business? Why has it become so important to a lot of business owners? And how does PayPal interact with Venmo? And what, how will digital currencies impact PayPal? These are all the questions that I have for Peggy. And I know she's going to provide a lot of great answers for me. Uh, Peggy, first of all, thanks for joining me. It's been a year, a little bit more than a year since we saw each other. Last time we saw each other, we were sitting on stage at a the Pay- PayPal Global, what was it, Global Sales Summit? Was it for Global? Yes, Global Sales Kickoff, yes. Was so yeah. happy to have you there, and it was nice to be in person, for sure. It really was, and I, I remember that. It was, you were in Arizona, and it was like, we had no idea what was about to come, and then it came. And I remember we were talking about all the different things that, you know, your PayPal, your PayPal salespeople need to be aware of, uh, you know, issues facing small businesses and, you know, things that they should consider when talking to small businesses. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. And amazing, well, maybe not so amazingly, but this year, I mean, PayPal did great. I mean, really crushed it. Um, why? why? Why was this year such a good year for PayPal? Well, you know, the, the transition from physical to digital commerce has been underway for a long time. But what the pandemic did was it drastically accelerated the shift to online shopping in 2020 um, because of the fact that consumers had no choice but to get all of their services and goods online. And business owners really needed to accommodate that um, or in order to survive. And so 2020 was a year where PayPal You know, we did do some refocus of our strategy to really ensure we were able to aid businesses in being able to make that shift. But we were positioned in a way where we were already offering a lot of the capabilities for businesses to be able to digitize and for consumers to be able to shop um, online, both from a goods and services perspective. And so that was good for PayPal for sure. Um, And then we spent time really thinking about how do we um, enable businesses to continue this momentum even after things start to open up, which we saw fits and starts of um, throughout the year. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. I mean, the um, look, I mean, depending on what research you read, I mean, e-commerce sales increased somewhere like 35 to 45 percent in 2020, which is just, you know, and it, it is inspirational how many businesses pivoted uh, online and and you were able to really prosper during this year. Did you find most of your work coming from existing customers or was this just new people signing up? Well, you know, it was a mix of both. We definitely, you know, depending on, so for our, let me talk about our existing customers for, um, for a minute. So our existing customers obviously did, their performance was highly based on um, how digitized or digital, digital available their actual product was and how ready they were to be able to accommodate. So for instance, those that were in the travel or ticketing space, regardless of what they were able to do, we're going to see a major decrease in their business because we just weren't able to see each other. We weren't able to travel. We weren't able to go to live events. And so those verticals really suffered. But at the same time, 
a lot of our, you know, customers, our existing customers that were in, you know, the home goods and the, um, all of the, you know, electronics or um, digital music, all of those categories did extremely well. And so, you know, you saw um, our customers, um, you know, really prospering or, or, you know, suffering based on kind of what was going on in the world more broadly. But we also, you know, because of how many small businesses specifically needed to digitize, we saw a record number of new customers coming to us to be able to digitize their commerce experience. And so we saw, you know, um, just really um, large numbers of new customers, um, everything from, you know, the very smallest mom and pop to, you know, mid-sized businesses that we're coming to PayPal, looking to use our solutions to be able to trans, you know, transfer what in some ways was a focus on offline to one of fully online. Did you find any particular platform providing you guys with, um, with the most growth? And what I mean by platforms, I mean Amazon, eBay, Etsy, Shopify, or, or just homegrown off a website? Well, you know, across the board, there has been a real focus for a lot of small businesses and using the marketplaces um, and the um, partner platform solutions um, because it enables them to really get up and running quickly and to, you know, on the marketplace side to really reach a vast number of consumers in one place. And so, you know, I think we all are aware of how well Shopify has been doing, but we absolutely saw, you know, a lot of strength. Um, and with everything from the, the Ebays of the world to um, Shopify to um, a number of the other partner platforms like Big Commerce, um, where you know businesses were really looking everywhere they could to quickly get up and running and be able to integrate the PayPal capabilities um, through these platforms. You know, it's it's funny with PayPal has been has always been strongest. Online. I mean, that's where the brand really, you know, built itself. And I know over the past number of years, the company has been has been, you know, working hard to have more of a footprint, you know, in brick and mortar as well. Um, but now you you almost have to start taking a step back and saying maybe that's not, you know, maybe online really is where the growth is going to continue to be. You know, honestly, I feel like, you know, we we actually did. I talked to, at the beginning about a couple of areas where we shifted our strategy and really doubled down. Our offline offerings was one of those categories. And that is because, you know, I really don't see offline going away. I do think that 2021 and forward is going to see a renewed um, ability for consumers to be able to shop in person. But the dynamic of, um, of digital commerce is something that I think will stay at an elevated level because, you know, consumers are realizing that they, that it was, it's kind of a good experience and, you know, they can get everything they need. Um, that said, you know, I don't think that offline is going away. And so what we really focused on is how do you continue to blur those lines and create a very seamless experience for businesses to be able to offer both online and offline um, capabilities to their consumers um, seamlessly. And so I think the theme is going to be just really the continued blurring of lines that we call omnichannel. And, you know, I think there are some things that are going to be a little bit different than maybe before the pandemic in that 
you know, consumers don't want to handle cash anymore. And that has really enabled an explosion of digital payments, even offline. Also capabilities like buy online, pick up in store, um, you know, curbside pickup. All of these things are, have accelerated due to the pandemic, but I really believe are here to stay. And so our focus on our offline efforts around QR code, um, you know, both on the enterprise side, as well as for small businesses to be able to enable this sort of seamless contactless payment experience um, within the PayPal digital wallet for consumers is something that we think was a really good call to focus on. So Peggy, where exactly does, does PayPal find its place? And this is both online and offline. Where does it find its place between, you know, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, you know, Apple Pay, Google Pay, there's a lot of different options out there. Um, you know, why, why is PayPal, you know, the choice of so many? You know, I think that what we've really thought about was, you know, each of the players that you mentioned um, have a real place. And, you know, we would never say that they are not um, competitors that we watch very closely. That said, what we have focused on at PayPal is really providing a platform that enables all of these capabilities across the commerce journey. So everything from demand gen services around honey and shopping um, to, you know, really enabling all of these different ways to pay either through the branded PayPal experience with um, our, our PayPal button to be able to pay right now. Um, and now all of these additional sort of um, credit-like solutions or flexibility of way to pay, the pay, buy now, pay later um, capabilities where we're enabling consumers to decide, do I wanna pay it now? Do I wanna pay in a few payments? We have our credit solutions where you enable um, consumers um, within a, you know, kind of with the in-transaction experience to be able to get credit or even just lines of credit to enable um, more from an installment perspective. And so I think that, you know, what enabling all of these capabilities um, along with all of our risk and fraud solutions for small businesses so they don't have to worry about that themselves, um, our payout solutions for marketplaces and other players that need to enable the payout as well as the pay-in capabilities. This all integrated into a platform that enables businesses to quickly get up and running. And that is something that especially small businesses look to. They want to have um, solutions that require as little time or mindshare um, to integrate as possible. And they want to be able to focus on serving their consumers with the type of business that they are running without worrying about all the complexity around regulatory challenges or risk and fraud protection. And that's what has really enabled PayPal to compete and really do so well by really thinking about what all do small, mid-size, and large businesses need? And how do we combine either through partnership or the capabilities that we build ourselves, this sort of platform solution that enables that all in one place? What customers, Peggy, would you disqualify? I mean, you say you have a prospective customer, wants to use PayPal, and you think to yourself, you know what, this is the type of business or the type of organization that, that wouldn't be a great fit for the kinds of, you know, for the kind of platform that you have? I would say anyone that's doing something that's not legal, <laughs> we would prefer not to work with, um, you know, those that are not going to um, be, you know, serving their customers in a way that we think is um, meets the values that um, we stand by and um, having, you know, customers that are 
following um, the sort of, you know, the, the laws of the land and the regulatory environment in which they operate, which, by the way, we can help them with. Um, those are the customers that we want on our platform. All right, it's a great answer. Um, how about international customers? I mean, have you had any challenges dealing with them? I mean, do you feel that PayPal is better positioned for a U.S. business if, if they are doing more transactions overseas? You know, we, we operate in most countries in the world, both from a consumer as well as a merchant perspective. And, you know, customers have looked to us for years to enable um, global expansion. Um, and consumers really rely on PayPal when they think about um, buying from businesses that maybe they aren't as familiar with because, you know, they're not having to provide their credentials. And, you know, especially these days, people are so focused on um, the perception of privacy and data protection and that sort of thing. And so we have really focused on continuing to add capabilities to the PayPal um, platform that enables cross-border trade and enables consumers and merchants to find themselves globally. Um, so we've had many businesses that have expanded their business on PayPal, um, using PayPal um, as they continue to expand um, globally. Maybe they start in Europe and then expand into the U.S. or a Asia um, or start in the U.S. and are looking to reach consumers in other markets. And so um, it's definitely something that's been the bread and butter of PayPal for many years. Got it. Are you, I, I know, you know just recently within the past year, uh, PayPal has announced that they are uh, going to be supporting uh, cryptocurrencies like, like Bitcoin. Um, I don't know how comfortable you are talking about this topic, but I'm wondering if that topic is coming up among your customers, even your small business customers, and what you're what you're saying to them. Absolutely. Well, I'm always excited to talk about cryptocurrency. We know it's like you know the hot topic of the month or the of the last few months. But um, you know, much like other aspects of our lives um, in the broader economy, money has been increasingly digitized. And even even prior to COVID nineteen, the you know prior to the COVID nineteen pandemic. Um, but, you know, this, the events of last year have significantly accelerated that transition. And we're at this sort of critical inflection point for mass consumer adoption of digital financial services. And, you know, I think a lot of the sort of, um, you know, the headlines around crypto has been sort of this um, on the invest side, the buy, hold and sell crypto capabilities. And we launched those in October of 2020. And it's now rolled out to our US customers. And we have a planned expansion to the UK, as well as to our Venmo platform this year. Um, we saw such an exceptional response from the launch of our cryptocurrency capabilities. And even with the high initial expectations, the volume has been even has even greatly exceeded those projections. Um, and we are finding also that consumers, you know, who purchase cryptocurrency have been logging on to PayPal at a much higher rate, almost two times the rate, probably because they're looking to understand with all of the volatility with cryptocurrency, what's going on with what they bought. Um, but, you know, we're also what I'm super excited about as it relates to crypto is expanding the usage of cryptocurrency and enabling our businesses to offer crypto as a funding source to their consumers for transactions. That to me is what's really, really exciting. Um, and, and once it's launched in 2021, consumers selects cryptocurrency as the funding source and that cryptocurrency is instantly converted to fiat currency 
and the transaction will be settled with the PayPal merchants in fiat currency. And so it takes sort of that difficulty, the infrastructure need and the sort of risk of, you know, volatility out of the equation. And it really makes cryptocurrency have so much more utility, which is obviously one of the goals and one of the complaints um, that, you know, that existed with crypto. And so I am super excited with sort of what we've already launched, but even more excited about what's to come for our business customers to enable this as a funding source for consumers. That's a great answer. I mean, cryptocurrency, we've been talking about this for years that um, it is becoming much more mainstream, um, less vibe, less volatile. And, and you're saying that PayPal, just to make sure I understand this, if I sell a customer something and they pay in Bitcoin or some other type of digital currency, yep. um, PayPal will automatically convert that into, into something that is much less volatile, like Dollars. Exactly. So essentially what I'm saying is that we are, you know, when, if a, let's say a consumer holds um, cryptocurrency and then they want to use it to pay for something on a merchant site, we actually convert that cryptocurrency into a fiat currency, which enables them then to use that for the transaction without the business or the merchant having to do anything. And also without the risk of, you know, sort of volatility before in between the time when they sell their crypto and buy their thing um, and it settles with the merchant. And so we're enabling sort of it just being like any other funding source, um, but, you know, enabling consumers to use that cryptocurrency to purchase the way they would with their PayPal balance or the way they would with their credit card in the PayPal wallet. Got it. You know, uh, Peggy, it's, um, you mentioned earlier about Venmo, uh, which is also owned by PayPal. And Venmo has just been so, so popular among very, very small uh, entrepreneurs, a lot of contractors, uh, you know, artisans. Um, tell, tell us how Venmo plays into this whole, you know, into the ecosystem that involves PayPal. Because at some point, people outgrow Venmo, um, you know, by the number of transactions or the size of the transaction. And then they're like, oh, now we got to get PayPal and I guess we have to pay for that. So how does that, how does that yeah. infrastructure work? Well, let's see what we've been trying to do with Venmo. So Venmo is a very special um, capability and um, business within the PayPal portfolio. And, you know, it has this social or this community aspect to it that we absolutely don't want to lose. That said, we want to be able to enable consumers that love using Venmo to be able to use it in more and more places. So, you know, it started out as more of like a P2P solution, um, but we wanna also enable um, the Venmo users to be able to purchase through PayPal. And we want businesses to be able to um, market their, biz their goods or services to the Venmo, um, you know, uh, consumer network in a way that's much easier to do. So that's why we introduced these business profiles within the Venmo platform for biz small businesses looking to reach the Venmo consumer base, which you know are it's it's such a rich consumer base that really are looking for um, a solution that is much more social and community um, based, and also enable larger businesses to be able on their websites to be able to offer um, Venmo as a payment option, both within the PayPal wallet as well as separately. And so we're seeing a lot of attraction towards that as well. And so a lot of the 
capabilities that we've added to Venmo have been about really enabling um, those things. Um, so it's not necessarily trying to make Venmo into PayPal. It's just trying to add more and more capabilities for both consumers and merchants um, without losing the specialness of what Venmo is. Yeah, it is a great app and it's got a great community and it's so popular. Um, and then, you know, again, people hit a wall and, and let's just talk about that because, you know, it's a free payment app, which is why so many younger people love it um, right. and very, very small businesses love it. And then, uh, you know, one of the uh, one of the downsides of growing and getting older is that you wind up paying for more things. Um, so, you know, <laughs> right? so, yeah, I mean, like, you know, so so when Venmo converts, you know, you get to a certain size and, and you realize you do need to get PayPal. And, you know, for those customers that are considering PayPal, even exclusive of Venmo, there, there's a cost for PayPal. So right. what do you tell me as a customer? How do you justify PayPal's cost? Because it's, it's a transaction fee and a lot of small business owners, you know, that are running on short margins. I, I know for a fact that that's, you know, that's a challenge, you know, that you've got to overcome. How do you overcome it? How do you convince business owners that it's worth it? Well, you know, the first thing I would say is that, you know, as a, as a small business um, reach and the ability to reach new consumers or get a higher basket size or sell more to a particular consumer is obviously tremendously important. And, you know, PayPal has such an established consumer network, a global reach. Um, you know, we have more than 377 million consumers on the platform today, and that's globally. And so the ability to actually reach these consumers becomes extremely important. The other thing I would say is that um, enabling, we have found, we have a tenant um, that we stick to around choice. And, you know, that is about how do you enable consumers to pay how and when they want to. And so that's why we've really focused on enabling all of the payment sources, as well as credit card, PayPal balance, um, introducing more and more sort of flexible payment options like buy now, pay later, um, our traditional credit, um, you know, our, our traditional credit uh, capabilities, because consumers, depending on what they're buying or when they're buying, really need to be able to go to one place and have flexibility of all the ways that they want to pay. And that's what's going to be good for, um, for the business that's looking to make that purchase. And so, you know, and then when you think about what we talked about earlier with the sort of omni-channel solutions that we're offering for those businesses that have both offline and online, one of the things that we've really focused on with the introduction of QR codes um, is the fact that it needs to be seamless on the back end for merchants. So, you know, when you talk about inventory management and reconciliation, all of those things need to work together so that you're not running an offline business and an online business, but you're running one omni-channel business. And so those are all the, you know, sort of, and that's not even, you know, taking into account our risk and fraud solutions, which are best in class and um, our ability to help navigate what can be significant regulatory challenges as you start to globalize as a business that we can help take care of as well. All right, so wrapping things up. So Peggy, what, what do you expect your customers and prospective customers will be seeing out of PayPal over the next you know, five years or so? How will things change? Well, you know, we'll continue to roll out all of our um, 
our you know capabilities around omnichannel that we talked about. Um, we have a real focus. We're going to be revamping our digital wallet for consumers, which is going to be great for small businesses to really enable all of your capabilities in one place, manage your subscriptions, be able to um, invest and save, direct deposit, um, things that enable consumers to really run their lives all in one place. Um, we'll enable capabilities around offers and um, and think, you know be able to enable merchants to be able to offer you know relevant offers to the consumer base um, for their products. And so a real focus on sort of the capabilities for the consumer to be able to interact with small business while also thinking about you know the omni-channel experience that's going to continue to emerge and develop, um, and then, you know, enabling cryptocurrency, which will evolve, as we know, over the next few years and really being in front of that. Yeah, exciting stuff to come. Peggy, thank you so much. Peggy Alford is the Executive Vice President of Global Sales at PayPal. Uh, you have been listening to the Paychecks Business Series podcast with Gene Martz. If you need more advice and help in running your business, please visit us at paychecks.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Uh, Peggy, thanks. Love to have you back sometime. We'll talk about new developments in payments and digital currencies because it looks um, there's going to be a lot of changes in our lives over the next few years. Absolutely. So thank you. Thank you, Gene. This podcast is property of Paychex Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.